again for another week. Um, episode number nine. We did attempt to record the other day and we had some technical difficulties, so we'll see what happens today. That's looking what good. do you got? Um, yeah, my week again, it was um, uh, we, all the physical challenges, you can they're, they're easy to put in a box and we know what they all are. You know, you can exercises, this, running on the track, um, and, you know, nutrition, this, that and the other. But the hardest thing to put in a box to get your hand around is, is as we spoke about earlier, is um, changing, you know, the way you see a problem or a challenge and then that challenge changes for you. So it, it's having the where for all or the awareness that you can look at something in a different way and then it presents itself um, with different solutions. And that's hard to do. You've got to be, you have to have some level of self-awareness and uh, to be able to do that. Otherwise, as I said, if your only tool in, in the toolbox is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. Everything. For sure. And it doesn't translate. It's just, and, and then I often find, which I find regularly, um, in life, I don't care what it is in life, people repeating the same things over and over again. I know they say that's a definition of madness, but I don't think people, it's it's too common for people to um, be that stupid. Yeah. And these are smart people doing it. That's the other issue. But it is, is that the old um, um, mirror trick, right? Sometimes you just need, that, need to hold the mirror up to yourself. And I think... All too often, we're scared to do that. We just, you know, we won't put that mirror up and have a really good hard look at what we're trying to achieve. And we just, as you said before, we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. We don't get the result we want. We get more frustrated. Um, and that's that's a that's a very big challenge for majority of people out there. Well, I, I had a guy with a straight face look at me, and this is a guy who's in a decision-making um, position that affects a lot of people's lives, and. Um, he had one metric to hit, which was um, we're going to put on um, uh, um, a, a, an athletics demonstration day and we want to increase our numbers. And um, he got exactly zero. Now, you can't get worse than that unless you maybe have some turn up and leave or, and you can do a minus something. But, but after that event, he actually came out and said, we did this last year. This year, I think we should expand it. So do it all again, but make it bigger. <laughs> bigger than zero. Yeah. And I, said, I looked at him as if to say, you must be joking. I said, um, and the, the worst thing is, it's hard enough, you know, when you succeed at something and you don't know why? Therefore, it's real. you're just guessing. It's hard to replicate. It's exactly the same when you get it wrong and you still don't know why. Yeah. When you get it wrong and you don't know why, you're very, very likely <clears throat> to repeat it. Um, and he has no idea why people would come along, try something, and then go, I never want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a clue because he's pitching um, to the general public that athletics is fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to come down and have to run 200 metres and get beaten by 100. Yeah. That's not fun. And, no. you're, and then you're aching all over and you, it's just there's nothing amusing about that. Then you turn up to a track um, training group that tell you 
yeah, it's really hard and it might take you about three years. And they just shake their head and go, well, I'm like, why would I do that? Ch- tell me how much fun that is. Who is he pitching the model to? Everyone. Everyone, It's like trying to hunt a polar bear in Antarctica. They're not down there. They're in the North Pole. There's yeah. only penguins in Antarctica. Do you know what I mean? Like if you were down there wandering around the Antarctica with a gun looking for a polar bear, you're not going to find one. It looks like the right environment. It looks right, but they ain't there. <laughs> I'm glad you are giving me that tidbit because I would have actually, if I'm ever stuck down there, I probably would have looked for polar bears. <laughs> yeah, they're not there. They're only good There's none in the south. So, so you, could get a, you could be eaten down there by a leopard seal. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to get eaten by a polar bear. Nice. Good so to know. The thing is, like I always say, if you're after certain things and if you're after a certain demographic, you have to at least go to where they are. So there's no such thing as a deep sea mullet. <laughs> They're just everywhere in the lakes, in the shallow lakes. You know what yeah. I mean? If you want to catch one of them, go there. If you want to catch a marlin, go out to sea. But you just, but you have to, he doesn't understand where that tribe is. Yeah. Huge and thinks that anybody can do it. You know, anyone can do this sport and it's a heap of fun. Like yeah. that's the message. And that's a, you know, that's um, a bit of a marketing problem, isn't it? When I've read a lot of marketing stuff recently, particularly about that guy, um, Russell Brunson, I think his name is, with ClickFunnels. Mm. Um, and that software, and he talks about, you know, your buyer persona and working out that what that buyer persona is and people are only motiva- motivated by three things and then literally, as you just said before, going to where those buyers are potentially going to be and in this situation, finding where the, that tribe is likely to hang out. Mm. And, you know, it sounds like you need to, and it's not something I've ever given any thought to. We never tried to attract people to our, our no. squad. Um, and if anything, we tried to push them away, right? We didn't want additional people there unless they could really run and they wouldn't last. But, um, yeah, that's a, a, an interesting sort of um, problem to solve. Where do you find those people? And I suppose it's other athletic-minded people that have actually done some sort of sporting event in their past and know what it takes to actually perform and compete and don't mind that challenge. Yeah. I mean, and as you know, I mean, you don't um... – they're normally people that have done track at high school and they're still interested in it and they actually think they enjoy the sport. They're the, they're the type of people that you're really looking for because you just, if you're 45 years old, you just don't wake up in the morning and go, wow, I didn't know I could run 11.5 for 100. No. That, that's not reality. No. It's just, those people aren't out there. Um, so so anyway, but it's, it's that age-old thing. It's, it's that it's that. Um, setting an expectation, but then completely missing it. I mean, or misrepresenting it. It's like if you had one of your mates and you said, mate, I just saw this movie the other day. It's on at the cinema. And I said, it's literally the best movie I ever saw. You've got to come and see it. I, I'd watch it a hundred times. It's that good. And then he tells you it's Jaws 4. <laughs> and you just look at him like, what are you talking about? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Jaws 4, it's so bad. That film is so bad. A comedian did a whole, like, hour of comedy just around Jaws 4, how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's that setting an expectation or selling an expectation and then giving people the complete reverse. 
Yeah, that's pretty common though, isn't it? It is. Talking talk about Jaws 4. Oh. I saw an advertisement for the Meek the other day with Jason Statham. Oh. I kind of used to like Jason Statham as an actor, but uh, seeing this stupid advert for the Meek, the bloody shark coming up under the pier and him running up the pier, it's like, really? Well, I mean, Are we still doing this stuff? I mean, Jaws, Jaws is not scary enough anymore for anyone. So what do you no. do? So you, uh, you get a megalodon. And then after you make the first one, how do you make it any better or any scarier? Well, you get one that's 20 times bigger than the first one. Bigger, right. Just, just make it bigger. bigger. Yeah, just make it bigger. And make it so it can swim at about 200 kilometres an hour. Yes. And that will eat anything. Uh, it eats boats, it eats wharves, it eats dinghies, you'd name it. It just eats everything. Have they ever done a skit on that on, on The Simpsons before? They shook. Or uh, they shook, right? Yeah, they shook. So what's the other show that you used to watch? Family Guy. Um, Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, too funny. But I mean... Yeah, but I think it's that classic thing, and it's what we're talking about off-air as well, um, more leaning into uh, training and stuff. Making those small changes, you know, we expect too much too quickly. You've just got to mm-hmm. chip away things. And mm-hmm. I've learned that lesson a hard time a few times, and I was just saying off-air to you before about, you know, having shoulder surgery. I thought, oh... How long is this going to take before I can get back in the gym? I literally recall just today I was thinking about it, going back to the gym for the first time and laying on a bench and picking up an eight-pound or eight-kilo dumbbell just with one arm and just doing one-arm dumbbells because I still was in a sling on the other side. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got a little bit stronger on one side, but I still couldn't use my left arm. And then here I am 12 months later, you know, I'm back to sort of full strength and, and going quite well. But it's making those... Small changes, isn't it? You know, that's the same with track. How many times did we see at our squad in Sydney, people turn up and all excited, turn up their brand new, you know, $200 Nike spikes, all their gear, and they last the first session. Oh, not too bad. The second one, third one, they start sort of, I'm not sure about this, and the fourth one, they normally don't even turn up. Back to that expectation, right? Set way too high. I get probably maybe six or seven people like that a year. Yeah. And they're mainly guys. The girls are usually fairly conservative, but the guys are delusional. Um, just like we had a guy recently, I mean, because uh, he came at the end of one of our sessions where we were running a continuous relay and there was probably 18 bodies just sprawled across the track, you know, because we, we ran this continuous relay for, God, it must have ran for... 12 or 14 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it only takes a minute for that, for a baton to go around, even if mm-hmm. you've got average runners. Yeah. So you're, you're going to run four times in a minute and then you sub out. And then after that next runner goes, you sub back in. Yeah. And we're running teams of that. And this guy, does, I think I might've told you, 45 year old man turns up and he didn't look in great shape, but his first question was, what are the records here? <laughs> and, yeah, I think he went and checked because he never came back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I've um, also started to learn as I've been getting older as an athlete, and I've been telling all my athletes as well, where you're going to get yourself into trouble in your preparation is if you start comparing yourself to others. I said you've got to stop doing that in your preparation, whether it's in the gym, on the track, anywhere just do your thing do yeah. what you can do and make your progression your own you own your own progression 
Do not look at, and this is where I really struggle because I've got a lot of quite competitive people. And if I put them in a rep together, they'll race each other. Yeah. So, and I had to, we had to teach them a lesson the other day. I, you know, in a 250, I put four of them up against Parker and I, who's my 400 meter training partner. And they just asked the question. They all started, this one guy said his, his heart rate was 155 beats before he started because he was panicking. Because he, he asked me, he said, what's the speed? What's the speed? He was panicking. And I just looked at him. I just went, it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> and so Parker and I tell them all up just to teach him a lesson and have them all sprawled out on the track after absolutely run their guts out for 250. But the lesson is it's, all, it's not about me. It's not about him or this. It's just about you. It's an individual sport. But regardless of being an individual sport, everything you do around this has got to be about your progression and don't compare just because that guy can bench 200 kilo and squat 200 kilo and then do a handstand who cares you know he's going to end up in the hospital in soon you know so <laughs> all the Guinness book, all yeah, the Guinness book records <laughs> whatever but at the end of the day you've just got to you've got to do your stuff and do it right do it properly and you'll get to where you want to go if you start comparing and watching too much YouTube, um, you will just you'll just end up in in a, in a really unfortunate place. And I'm watching it all the time with people coming back to me and saying, "Oh, what about this guy? And what about that? And I saw this happen, and I saw that." And I'm like, "Yes, you know, that's all great, but that's not you. Yeah, that's not where you sit." I think that's just part of the world we live in today, though, Rob, with um, social media. We've oh, got so yeah. much access to information and all we see on social media is all these superstar people that their mm. life is amazing, right? They're doing all these amazing things mm. and people start getting all these grand ideas and then get, I suppose, massive disappointment um, when they don't get the, uh, the success that they see on social media. But, yeah, it's just part of the world we live in now. And how we manage it, I'm not too sure. Um, I think everyone's part of a victim to it to a certain degree. Well, they are. But, uh, but, but like... By Frozen? No, no, I can hear you. Oh, oh cool. Go. Yeah, no, all I was going to say is that um, it's just... Um, uh, it's just it's just managing your own thoughts. That's the trick, and being aware when you're doing it. Yeah, but that is difficult, right? Yeah, it is hard. Oh no, it's hard, and you need you need tools to do that. I mean, uh, there's there's a couple, two or three people that on any given week, if I run into all three of them, they trigger me something terrible. I've really got a, and one of them's only ten years old. So, <laughs> Um, but he really does my head in when he's on the track and he nearly takes me to no end. He, always, he walks in my lane and this and he looks at me and he goes, what, what, what am I, what have I done? I'm, like, I'm just like, I'm just like, get out of the way. <laughs> he's like, he's just irritating. Yeah. But that's not about him. It's about me. Like, I mean, I've just got to learn um, to deal with that in a much better way. I mean, if you're getting triggered by a ten-year-old, I mean, seriously, yeah. that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that's a, you need to have. You maybe need to hold the mirror, the mirror up, right? Oh, and he's just a little clone of his parents, which are just as bad. Which also yeah. irritates me even more because you think you meet, you want to, you, you meet the parents, and you think they'll, um, 
they'll go and discipline him, but they're actually encouraging him. Yeah. It's like Talladega Nights. Do you remember the Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell? I do. I don't recall if I know the no, movie that well, but I no. remember the name of the movie. They have a great um, little scene where they're all sitting down to dinner and the kids are just, they're just the worst kids you've ever faced of the earth. And, and Will Ferrell's just encouraging them just to be <laughs> just to be even worse, you know. Um, yeah, but anyway. I think some parents are like that. Oh, they Actually, are. We were chatting about you last night at um, dinner. I just went and saw Anthony and his wife oh, yeah. in Neutral Bay. And we walked in and sat down. What day was it? Oh, Wednesday night. And there was trivia on. It was trivia night. This is at Minsky's in Cremorne. Oh, that's still going. I remember <laughs> it's still going. It's, it probably doesn't look like it used to. It's a more of a, you know, sports bar now. Yeah. Um, and Anthony and Anna stay above it. So um, I just go and meet them there quickly last night to catch up with them. And I was chatting to them about the night we went to the DY Hotel with Andrew. And oh, yeah. the trivia night was on. Yep. And we didn't participate. And I was telling Anthony that you virtually answered every question before everyone else in the room. I said, your general knowledge of movie stuff. I said, it was hilarious. And Andrew couldn't believe it. How does Chris know all the answers to those questions? I said, man, he watches a lot of movies. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) But, um, yeah, as I was saying off air before as well about this whole, I've got this sort of thing in my head at the moment about, you know, micro building blocks. If you want to start anything and, you know, don't focus on the end game, focus on the first step you can take. And I just made a little comment in um, something I wrote earlier about taking the stairs every day. Like if you want to change your life, you want to change your health and fitness, if someone just took the stairs every day on their way to work and did it for a month, by the end of the month, they'll probably find they can actually walk up the stairs quite easily. Oh, very much so. But the first time they walk up those stairs, it's so hard and they see the escalator beside the stairs and they say, oh, I'm just taking the escalator again. Too hard. Yep. You know, but if we're just prepared to persevere and take those little steps every day and just keep like that Lego, you know, Lego blocks, just keep building on top of them, it's pretty amazing what you can do. And I'm always, you know, um, look at people's lives and think, God, how do they pack so much into their life in one lifetime? And they didn't start, as you said before, about, you know, climbing mountains. You don't start at the top. Nope. You start at the bottom with one step, right? Mm. And mm. um, you just got to, you know, just take things one step at a time and put the pieces together. But it can be insurmountable an issue when you look at these really big tasks. Um, and that just applies to so many aspects of our life, I think. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, as I said, it's if you looked, having um, the end in mind is, is, a, is a, and I do, I actually uh, employ that strategy as having the end in mind. But you've got to, once you know that, you've actually really got to put that aside and then come yeah. back to where you are and then start making a plan just with those basic steps, knowing that they will progress um, and eventually you'll get to where you want to go. But it's for, for a lot of people, they just get too overwhelmed and um, that's why they don't, they either don't start or they start and they're still looking at the big picture and they'll stop. Because it's yeah. just too hard. That's why with people that are actually carrying a lot of weight, if someone's 185 kilo, which I had a guy recently, they weighed exactly that, he kept saying, I need to get down to 80. Now, to tell someone they're going to lose 105 kilos, it's just, it's just like, it's just, too, it's inconceivable. Yeah. So rather than say, you've just got to lose one kilo this week, he's, that's not in his head. He's just saying, yeah. I'm not 80. So he gave up. Yeah. 
He's a game yeah, up. It's, it's interesting how the brain works that way, isn't it? You know, but if he could reverse engineer that and figure out how he got to 180 kilos, like by eating one burger every day or, you know, 10 cans of Coke every day, if you just reverse that out and sort of say, well, okay, this is what's the backwards strategy to that. I just got to take something out of my diet every day and move mm. every day. But um, yeah, it is interesting just how we, we look at things. But that's why so many people look at this all the time. So many people in life just, and I'm very happy for them to do that, um, sit in their space and want all these things in life and want change to occur, but it never does, right? No. And I was saying to Anthony last night as well that, you know, Obviously, every time you want, every time you want to bring more into your life, normally something has to get pushed out. Yeah, you know, so much can go yeah, in. Mm. Correct, you know, and if that means you've got to give up Netflix, you know, for twice a week instead of sitting down on TV because you want to start something or you know whatever you want to do, you want to actually learn a language or start something new. You've, something has to get pushed out. You know, you don't have mm. enough hours in the day. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, the difficult thing for most people. They they want all these things, but they're not prepared to push out something else and prioritise these things. And I've gone through it a lot, and I've actually had to analyse it a lot recently and say, okay, what's really important to me right now? Where I'm at today, what's really important? What things can I push out? Because these things now I actually want, so I've got to push some stuff out. Mm. And that's, you know, to prioritise even my life around my health more, even though people would obviously find that strange because they look at probably us and say we've always been you know healthy but yeah. to prioritize my sleep has been a big thing for me this year um and i just try and get to bed much earlier now i just don't spend that one hour you know winding down watching netflix i go and jump in bed now and read for half an hour and try and get that extra hour of sleep every night mm. and it's taken a while but it's made a huge difference god i feel so much better doing it um just you know find those but Something he has to give all the time. It's it's challenging. Good, good. All right, we might make it a short one today. Just um, get uh, a few things done. Well, good to chat, and I will see you with the next one. All right, cheers, mate.